Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Man, I have. I feel like I hadn't talked to you in a month. It does feel like it's been a long time. Spring break in Mecklenburg County will do that to people. And then you come in wearing a master shirt. That was like a month ago. Yes. Um, but it was. It looked so new, it was like yesterday. If you were celebrating, a, well, I guess it's been two weeks now. I mean, as, as, as the show records. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It is. I cool. was gone all last week. You what? were I'm picking on people. You sent me, you, but we did talk about where you went um, a couple weeks ago about the shark tooth hunt, and I know how it went. But I think you need to tell the audience how you it know. went. know, I've seen pics. They're pictures. Yeah, we found a couple teeth. Ford found him a megalodon. That's crazy. That thing is huge. Yeah, it's it's got some growth to be had to be huge, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a little Meg. My man found him a little Meg. I'm excited for it. We we found we found some teeth down. We went to Tybee Island and we went to a marina. Reagan had all this set up, and we we took a boat from the marina to uh, about 30 minutes up the Savannah River towards Savannah uh, to a place they call Shark Tooth Island. I was going to ask you that, which is right off of Jekyll Island. Um, you were co- you were going that way. I guess Jekyll's in the area. Yep, Jekyll, St. Simon's, uh, that, that whole group of islands there. And that's where, when they dredged the channel, that's where they dump. It used to be marshland, now it's a built-up island. Uh, so it's pretty cool. So we found some. When you when you sent that picture, I did a Google, because I was trying to, I, I forgot if you were at Jekyll or Tybee, and so I Googled shark tooth. Georgia Beach and Shark Tooth Island came up, and I was wondering if that's where you were. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Tybee doesn't have any shark teeth. Has a lot of shell beds, which when you see shell beds, if you're in a shark tooth game, you get excited. <laughs> but uh, it's all for naught. How about that? And it was cold and windy out are, there. Are you are you a spot finder, or do you take some sand and sift and try no, to— No, I'm a spot finder. Spot finder. I was just telling uh, David Baird, our CFO, before I came in here— uh, you read on the internet that take a bucket, a sifter, and shovels. I've never done that. I've always just looked on the surface. Old school. You don't need any technology. No. The it's sifters. All in the eye. It's high and tech. The smell. You got to smell. Oh yeah. That's a good set. That so that that's how you okay. You can smell a shark tooth. Yeah, when you own it. <laughs> just like just like smelling that jump shot when I'm dropping oh, threes on you. I hear you. I good hear you. gracious. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. So you guys had a nice time on your on your on your spring break. We did. Break we trip. had a fun time. So we did uh, Charleston, Savannah, Tybee. There you go. Yep. And I got a parking ticket the last day in Savannah, and I bad taste in my mouth. Donating to the local economy. Nah. That's I, I had paid my those cobblestones paid, aren't cheap to keep up, bro. I had paid my I had paid my parking ticket. I was sticking a little out into the crosswalk a little bit because I didn't want to. Run into the car in front of me. All right. It didn't sit well with me. 
Did you uh, have you heard about the Savannah bananas? Speaking of Savannah, I haven't. Have, is it, okay, evidently, it's my brother went over the weekend, and you remember the Harlem Globetrotters? I do. It's that, but baseball. Haven't haven't seen it. They and they're uh, they they're pretty pretty popular on LinkedIn and sites like that. The CEO wears a uh, yellow tuxedo to every game with a top hat, and um, it's pretty. Obviously, they're based out of Savannah, but it's a it's a, become a pretty popular deal. Uh, the Savannah Bananas. Wow. If they come to Charlotte, we'll have to look up. Well, I think the Globetrotters came to Charlotte while yeah. I was out of town. I they was did. like, man, I'd love to love to go see that. Uh, Savannah's a cool place. It man. is a cool place. What is, uh, oh, man, I can't think of the name of it. Mac Wingett, his company is CS. They do yep. metal fabrication and installation. They did a big dinosaur down there at this uh, development on the river. I can't think of the name of the development. And he asked me to go look at it. I went and looked at it, and this place has a bunch of geodes. Oh, I mean, man. Right up and down my alley yeah. again. Yeah. And dinosaur bones. Man, I mean, I'm telling you. Good mind-numbing fun. Sounds sounds like good mind-numbing fun. I mean, you really kind of hit the uh, the whole geological science I am. I'm into vacation. that thing. I yeah. like it. Uh-huh. Now like back it. in Charlotte. You know what I did for spring Quartz break? Quartz crystal. Spring no. break? What'd you do, Patrick? I got strep throat. I didn't do oh, a damn thing. Oh, man, strep throat. That's called COVID. <laughs> I thought it was COVID. I, I swear, I, you checked every symptom last week. I didn't last, know grown men got strep throat. I mean, evidently <laughs> they did, too. I felt like I was in seventh grade again. Yeah. It, uh, I what did it, it. What's the medicine you take if you get strep throat? Why well, They gave me a Z-Pack. Now, what did the kids take? I oh, mean, instantly um, you get strep throat. It's the, the sickest. The pink stuff. The sickest they've ever been within five minutes they're healthy. <laughs> Amoxicillin? Amoxicillin. Yeah. That's it. I got a, I got an allergen to old amoxicillin. Not I good. started drinking that. I drink a little bit of that every morning. Just, just to about, take a little swig back. It's about eight ounces. That's you why know, I don't, I don't throat, know. Man. It's helping me out. This will help too. This is a pretty makes tight me, space. Sorry, makes Adam. me smile. <laughs> a little little amoxicillin in the morning, about eight ounces. I go a little deeper with the Nyquil in the in the evening. Go about fifteen. Whoa. Fifteen ounces. Whoa. Heavy. Whoa. It's a joke. It's a joke. I hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a good. My habit. kids are watching something, and a movie on the trip, and the woman drinks some Nyquil. <laughs> they said, "Why is she drinking that medicine?" Reagan said, "Uh, she needs a little nip." <laughs> I mean, I don't know what movie was this. The thing is, the thing is, my father. I can say this because he's gone. He used to cut, if he get a little sick. And I think his pain tolerance was really high, so he's probably I could not see that feeling that well. Yeah, he'd go by the Walgreens and get him about three three jugs of Nyquil, and he'd just take it to the head all day long. <laughs> what, what, what is gotta that? keep working, gotta keep your energy up, you fighting that Nyquil. Was he like Will Smith from Hitch? <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh man, I think our guest just ran out the window, out the uh, door. He's nah, like, I he's sitting there having a good old time. Yeah. We're about to have some fun we are all right we're gonna talk some business some jazz some life lessons some yep. good charity yep and some an awesome jazz, some music got awesome. the trombone player a local establishment in charles or charleston charlotte uh middle c with adam farber with adam farber oh he's he's talking Uh-oh. off off Uh-oh. scene Sorry. tj i'll be quiet you just let me know when i should talk well you can talk now <laughs> Well, I'm excited to hear and learn about Adam Farber and Middle C and, and what good they're doing in the city of Charlotte. Glad to be here. Glad to be back. Uh, you're listening to At Home with Roby. 
Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, we talked about Megalodon, <laughs> shark's teeth. And geodes. The whole time. Come no. on, man. We talked about a bunch of cool stuff. I mean, I, I needed to come back to the radio to have bring some happiness back in there my life. There you go. There you go. If you can tell, I don't have fun times normally. <laughs> and our guest this week is Adam Farber. Adam, you do a ton of things in Charlotte, but uh, I think where we connected initially was uh, was through WBT. Actually, uh, we, right. we you were so gracious to host um, uh, an event for the Bridge Foundation, which is a scholarship foundation here in Charlotte. And Bo Thompson from WBT came and was our guest speaker uh, at at your establishment, Middle C, which maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with you yet, but I know they soon will be because the uh, place is awesome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Great to connect, and thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, glad so, glad to have you. 100%. So uh, give us a little rundown, man. I mean, uh, we, we're obviously, you're in commercial real estate here in Charlotte, but one of yeah. the one of the things that you do is is uh, you have you guys have this you know, this love for music on the side. Um, maybe just kind of walk us through sort of how you got into the, the, the jazz business and uh, you can talk about your day job, maybe your family. Give us give us a rundown on who Adam yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Um, so, you know, my family, most important, Sarah, my wife, two cute kids, uh, Mac, who's two, Sutton, who's almost six. Um, I'm from Charlotte. Uh, grew up here. Went to school at the South Carolina, University of South Carolina. So Cut the show. Brown Gamecock. It's over. Throw that in there. Um Sorry. Yeah, I, I tell people my, my day job, my, my real job that pays the bills is in commercial real estate. I work for Collier's International here in Charlotte and been there over nine years. So, wow. Um, great place, good people I work with. Uh, so, shout out, shout out to them. Um, but, you know, uh, Middle Sea Jazz is, um, is, I guess you could call it my nighttime job and uh, a fun project that I started with my dad as the co-founder back in 2018. And my just to kind of back up, you know, I don't think many people just jump into the club music business <laughs> just because or because they think it's a good way to make money and make a living. It, it came from a place of passion for music and really being from Charlotte, um, parents from Charlotte, you know, very proud to be from here and proud of the city. You and, should be. You know, we felt that it was uh, missing a, a jazz club it was missing a music venue um that you often find in a lot of these you know quote-unquote world-class cities um the new york's the chicago's of the world and through my dad's background in music he founded a company called east coast entertainment here in uh, charlotte and they have offices up and down the east coast but um he had a he had a background in music and has had one for his whole life my aunt was a jazz photographer still is in new york and very talented um, my dad played in a band. My brother, younger brother, Reed Farber, works at East Coast Entertainment on the booking side of the business. So we kind of had this um, nucleus, right, of some knowledge of the music industry. And that's what really propelled us into starting Middle Sea Jazz. Um, we, you know, there have been awesome parts of the jazz world in Charlotte over the years. Um, Jonathan's Jazz Cellar was kind of the first place uh, for jazz music in Charlotte back in the 80s and 90s. That was huh. uptown. And you've, you've got the Charlotte Jazz Festival that goes on. You've got Jazz Arts Charlotte, which is a nonprofit in town that's done a great job. Um, and you've got Jazz at the Beckler as well. Um, but there there really wasn't a, you know, full-time, um, for-profit 
you know, seven or eight shows a week jazz club. And so that was really why we decided to do it. Where's it located? 300 South Brevard Street in Uptown Charlotte. It's right across the street from the convention center, um, NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, we really liked that location. At the time we were planning all this, um, we, you know, couldn't have had planned for COVID and everything yeah, that's gone on right. in town. But we knew that we did not want to be at Trade and Trine or at the Epicenter or, you know, kind of in the heart of Uptown. We wanted to be on that Stonewall corridor close to the convention center, easy for people to get in and out of, parking deck in our building, um, but still able to capitalize on some of that Uptown business, conventions, all the work, travel, all the sporting events, everything Uptown. Wow. You have seven. How long have you been open? Our first show was November 2nd, 2019. Oh, wow. Man, you timed that on the money. Perfect timing. (laughs) Goodness. It was right right in the business plan, you know, tab to COVID, right? So, um, yeah, we we were open for about four months, kicking butt, and um, then COVID hit. We had to close for a couple months, um, but we were able to reopen in June because of our – I guess, ABC license permit, we were considered a restaurant and not a music venue club. So we were one of the only music venues in Charlotte that was able to stay open. Now, granted, it was not the plan we had when we opened. They were very much at reduced capacity, um, 50, 60 people versus what we built it for, 180, 190 people. You know, a lot of the artists that we were trying to bring to Charlotte couldn't travel, wouldn't travel. We couldn't afford to pay them because of our capacity limits. Staffing was a challenge. Um, you know, Uptown Charlotte was not the Uptown Charlotte we all know and love. Um, so there was just a lot of turmoil. And again, everybody faced something through that. Um, so I'm not here to complain. It's just the reality of it. But we we kind of made a commitment to be open, keep the brand alive, keep the momentum going that we had for that first four months, um, knowing that once we got on the other side of this thing, we thought it would really help pay dividends and people would appreciate that a, a local venue kind of grinded it out, right? So that's had, what we did. Had anybody on your team or in your family ran a restaurant, ran a bar? So um, not. So my wife's family is in the restaurant business, um, so I'll give a shout-out to them. They own uh, Providence Road Sundries in Charlotte. Oh, wow. And Labouse, I just, Labouse I just had lunch the there before oh, we came here. It's a great spot. Yep. They do a good job. They so. do. Um, Meredith, Sarah, and Paul Bell um, do a great job there. So, so that side of it, I have a little bit of knowledge, very limited. Um, but on my side of the family, no, no real um, operational experience from a restaurant club perspective. Just the music background. Wow, that's impressive. This uh, I know trying new new lines of business. That's always hard. Well, it, it, <laughs> there's no doubt, and part of what we did, you know. We um, we did our research on clubs and, and music venues and across the country before we opened, and, and we knew that we wanted to focus on the music, and we did not want to get in the restaurant business per se, but we also knew that you had to have that component. And so we were fortunate enough to, to team up with um, our food and beverage partners, Chris Healy and Delano Little, um, who are restaurant operators here in town and, and have a restaurant actually next door to us called The Public House. And so they help us with our food and beverage operations at Middle C. So we've, while we're one team, we kind of have two separate groups, us focusing on the music and the space itself, and they're helping us with the food and beverage side of things. Wow, that's crazy. So how's business now? 
Business is great. Um, you know, February and March were two of our best best months we've had to to date. I think it's a combination of pent up demand uh, through COVID, number one, and then number two, you know, you combine that with just the demand that we thought was there at the beginning and why we did this. You know, um, I think I think those two things have really helped us, and um, I think people too. We found a real good niche in the market. It's our shows are 75 minutes long, 75 to 90 minutes. You know, it doesn't take up your entire night. You can go to dinner before, go to dinner after, have food while you're there. But you're not, you know, you're not, you know, out there for six, seven, eight hours. It's a quick kind of pop, relaxing. I can go home if I want and go to sleep. Yeah, and you're not, you're not at the pavilion where it takes three hours to get out of there. you got to park you know. and deal with all the traffic exactly what, so in the, the show times are are very convenient you told me that uh, seven and nine if i remember correctly yep seven we have uh wednesday nights seven o'clock um every other wednesday then thursday seven o'clock and then friday and saturdays we have two shows seven and nine o'clock um and then occasionally sundays we've started a or had i should say have had a sunday brunch uh series um, gospel brunch series that is typically anywhere from one to four o'clock on Sundays. Wow! Do y'all serve food? We do. You, you, so what we are do. your food? Uh, all all we types. Have, we have fifteen to twenty kind of small plate items, all good stuff that, uh, as I mentioned, Chris For and the, yeah, public Delano, house there, yeah, yeah, help us with and full bar, so you can get you get your drink of choice. Man, I well, if you'll stick around, I'd like to dive into this a little more. You got me all excited. I'm ready to take my kids. I'm here. Kids are welcome, man. All right. Hey, Adam Farber. Yeah, you have some very musically talented kids we need to talk With about. Little man. C, is that right? Yes, sir. When we return from Brevard Street. Hey, Jazz in Charlotte, here we are. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of company. We are your hosts. We're talking about jazz. <laughs> but a lot more than just jazz. You going you going jazz. late night, deep voice? Trying to do like remember back in the yeah, you'd hear that on the radio, whoever like Casey Caseman, those guys back in the day had just had the the cool voice that I do not possess. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure most of them don't have, you know, the way I talk, but whatever. Um, Trent, that's the cue. I- <laughs> Stop. I'm not saying anything. Stop. I'm impressed with Adam over here talking about Middle C. What's Middle C? What does that stand for? Yeah, yep. great question. Um, so Middle C is the middle note on a piano. And it's kind of where all music starts when you're learning how to play music and read music. And so we just thought it was a, a great kind of meaning for uh, what we wanted to do, right? And Charlotte start this, you know, jazz club and, and you know, we thought there was some kind of playing with Charlotte as well yeah, with the C, with so C. that's yep. kind of where it came from. Tried not to overthink it, uh, you know, and just let the let the name form itself. So, well, I I would bet you a dollar that Trent knew that that's what Middle C was. I am not a musically inclined person. Um, my daughter's pretty good, but uh, nice. you know she 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 plays a piano a little bit, so I should know probably, but. Uh, but you you have some very talented young ladies nah, in your my, house my with snare, the violin. My snare drum days didn't <laughs> teach me the middle C. My beatboxing didn't yeah. get me very far either. My oh. middle school uh, trumpet teacher told me to not play during our recital just to fake it. I did the so, same thing in chorus. Uh, I, got, I got the hint early on that I not didn't catch that I was the page turner at contest. <laughs> I sat on the piano bench with her. And you flipped and wore, I still got to wear my cummerbund. There you go. That's an important role there. You know, Cummerbunds are nice. No, but, but people that can play and can sing my daughter can sing really well and, and there's a lot of people in our church that can sing really well 
And it's just, it, it's a fascination to me. Yeah, we talk about this on the show. I cannot do it. I mean, I just can't do it. I don't, I mean, I can well, jam out in the shower with the best of them, but uh, like. To y'all's point, though, there's a so, talent. Y'all, y'all have family members that are musically inclined. There are so many musicians in our region that just really don't have a stage to perform on, right? And one of the most amazing things through all this is the daily emails and calls, or I should say weekly, that we get from artists looking for a place to play. And that's really rewarding. And obviously, we can't book them all. We can't have everybody. But there are a lack of really quality venues for folks, for artists to go express themselves, number one. And number two, make money doing it. Yeah. You know? So Trent and I are going to do a duet. We're no, we're not. All right. It's side, side business. Neither of us. We just sit up there. the we'll, background music. We'll play Eric Church real loud, and we'll be good. Yeah. I, I love <laughs> Eric Church. I sing a couple Eric Church songs. That's what I got. Carolina. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. That's it. Tar Heels. Yeah, go Heels. Uh, who, I got it. You, you said you went to South Carolina. I did. I did. What was your degree in? Business. Business. That's good. It was. Darla, Darla Moore School of Business. So, so do, when you hear Carolina... So, yep. Uh, oh, I'm about to roast I grew up. I grew up a uh, Tar Heel fan. My parents went there. My brothers wow. went there. So I was the only one that did it. So I grew <laughs> up a Tar Heel basketball fan and always associated with, uh, you know, Carolina is North Carolina. But when I went down to Columbia, I, I learned real quickly that they thought differently. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, I will tell a different story with that regard. My parents, my mom went to UNCG. My dad went to UNC. I also grew up a big Tar Heel fan. Uh, but grew up in Atlanta, and, and you know there weren't a lot of Carolina people. But I went to Clemson. I think you might have known that. Yeah. Which is uh, <laughs> all right. We can Uh-oh. be friends. So, so, so get this. So at orientation, my freshman orientation, my dad, some kids, you know, kid my age, and sitting there, and my dad can talk to anybody, and he starts talking about Carolina this and Carolina that. My dad's like, yeah, Car- oh, Carolina, this is great, this is great. And I nudge my dad and I said, hey, you know he's talking about South Carolina, right? <laughs> he just goes, oh, and looked away from the kid. And like ended the conversation right I there. I like your dad. He's hardcore. <laughs> I was like, day. Right. right. I had, uh, real quickly, I remember when I went down to South Carolina freshman yeah. year, um, we were at a party and James Taylor came on, Carolina on my mind. Yeah. And one of my buddies from South Carolina was like, man, I just love this song, you know, talking about South Carolina. I'm like, no, Whoa, buddy. Dude. Uh, J- James Taylor's talking about North Carolina, you know, like <laughs> had to educate him real quick on that. So. Oh, man, that's that's a good story. That's yeah. funny. And yeah. Michael Jordan went to North Carolina. I heard that. But y'all had a guy named Clifford Rogier, I think. Nah, I think he went to North Carolina, too. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, I think that what they get all mad about is uh, when Dabo Sweeney said the real Carolinas in Chapel Hill and <laughs> oh, USC's man. in Southern California. They, do, they don't like Dabo Sweeney mm. in Columbia very much, I don't think. Who is that? Uh, yeah, he's. <laughs> we'll just go. It's, he 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 hangs out with Steve Spurrier. I heard. Uh, I heard, I heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Adam, tell us what uh, I mean. You got anything big on the horizon? I know you guys. You said eight, almost eight shows a week. That's incredible. Yeah. No, absolutely. We've got a bunch of good stuff. We're we're you know one of the biggest things for us is uh, is our um, programming. And my brother Reed Farber, as I mentioned, does a great job yeah. of helping with that. Um, so it's a it's a constant. Um, you know, job to to bring good artists in. We've got, and one of the reasons we pick jazz. Yeah, right, I'm glad you're going on see jazz is because we can draw from so many different genres of music. Yep, um, which really helps us keep it fresh and new. And you know, whether it's Latin jazz or your traditional jazz or smooth jazz, or you know, we have a lot of different cover nights where we'll do, for example, Steely Dan does oh, jazz yeah. night or Hollow Notes jazz night right and so that tends to get people really excited keep it fresh and 
keep us in business, honestly. Um, I would say 60 to 70% of our acts are regional, and then 30 to 40% are national acts. And we have, you know, we try to do national acts at least once a month or once one or two every couple months. Um, and it's just a balance, right, of, of what we can pay and how many tickets we can sell and what we can charge and where the demand is in the market. Well, let so. me ask you a question. So if you have this many acts coming through, um, do you have, like, season pass, membership, things like that Great that question. you all do? Yeah, thanks for asking. We we have a, a program called Baby or Baby Grand Membership, um, and it's been a real good— um, That's a piano, Trent. That's right. Keep going. And a real good thing for us to help make people feel like they're a part of the club and— um, help us again <clears throat> get some of these great national acts. Um, there are perks associated with it. It's an annual fee. You get discount on tickets. You get notifications on pre-sale tickets. We give you free parking. Some cool merch from uh, the Dunstan Group, who's Scott, our mutual friend. So a lot of cool things that come with that. Um, we have are approaching, I believe, about uh, 700 to 800 baby grand members right now. Wow! So we've got a really awesome base and a lot of really loyal supporters and uh want to keep that going so you're gonna you're gonna stick with the commercial real estate by day or are you gonna you i think gonna, so man you're gonna I think multiply so. this i think so we, you know i i love uh being a part of something unique I, I you know i love commercial real estate i really love what i do every day and the people i work with and very blessed to work in a market like charlotte and the carolinas when it comes to commercial real estate as, as y'all know um and uh but it's fun to have something in business that's a little bit more unique and kind of can uh, set you uh, apart from others. You know, there's a lot of bankers in Charlotte, a lot of real estate guys, <laughs> you know, and all's great. And Are all, you a banker too? No. Okay. No. All's good, but it, it's fun <laughs> to have a little something different. So um, who knows where this will take us down the road. We're doing great in Charlotte. Hope to be here a long time. Rather other markets come calling or we think there's a – uh, a demand in other places we'll we'll see but um you know i think it's very interesting uh godspeed to you for surviving covid absolutely starting uh, uh a restaurant entertainment hospitality venue at the beginning well of COVID in the central business district yep nonetheless all accurate uh so what what is one big lesson you learned through this yeah. through COVID, and then also give us give us one thing. What, what's your litmus? What do you live by in business and in life? Well, I would tell you that uh, really, it's probably pretty obvious. But being able to adapt to change and be flexible, right, was a big part of what COVID taught us. And you know, knowing that what we initially planned wasn't what actually happened and what worked. Um, so, you know. That is a big lesson I've learned from this. And I would say that real hard question you just put on me about how I live in life there. Uh, I think one thing I would tell you is surrounding yourself with good people, people you can trust. And um, and I try and do that in everything I do in life, starting with my family, who yeah. I, I can check the box on that for sure. Um, but, for example, with Middle C, we have a great group of investors who helped us launch this thing that we trust and pulled from because of their experience in other areas, um, whether it was the restaurant industry or just their business background, we knew that they would add value and we could trust them. And their support has really helped us get to where we are today. So trying to apply that to really everything we do and I do, because I know that I don't know everything and I'll never know everything. Mm-hmm. But if I can put myself around good people, um, 
Well said. I think I can be on a good path. So. Well, how can I? What's the website? How can I go yeah, get some tickets for my family? Middlecjazz.com. Real Middle easy. Middlecjazz.com. We're doing that. We're going to come see you. We'll bring the families. It'll be good. Yeah. I appreciate that. We love y'all's That's support. Awesome. Yeah, my kids play the violin, so I think they dig some jazz. I would love like to have them. You know? yeah. All right. Adam Farber with Middle C Jazz. What a wonderful guest. We're Thank so you all for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're it. listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Man, if you didn't listen to the last segment, go back. Uh, Charlotte has jazz, Middle C. Uh, had Adam Farber representing Middle C here on the show. Uh, Trent, I met Adam uh, through a WBT connection, oddly, that we're sitting here at WBT. I might have mentioned that earlier. But uh, we met at, at the club that they were so g- generous to host uh, a Bridge Foundation event, and uh, Bo Thompson was the speaker. And what's funny is Adam and I had met somewhere before. We couldn't put our fingers on it, and so you know, we're tra- trading numbers, talking about bringing him on the show. And I type in his phone number, and his name pops up as a contact. So how did y'all know each other before? I don't know. Uh, we must have met somewhere else along the way. Uh, you know, did you sell him plumbing fixtures one time? Probably. So. Did you, you have Some nice pipe. toilets at your house? Uh, <laughs> water heater. Um, so uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, just a, a really, really good guy. Although he did go to South Carolina, but we'll we'll forgive him on that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. I want to check this place out. I've been there. Um, you know, with a with a speaker and the atmosphere, man, it's like exactly what you would think if you were going to go want to hear. A live band in an intimate setting. Um, uh, they do a really good job. So we, we do need to do that. We talked about it in the end of the show there. Um, you know, go down there and check them out. Turn him on, TJ. Oh, you want him back a- on, Adam? Oh. What What do you focus on in commercial real estate? Couple areas: uh, land brokerage, number one, and then corporate service op- office brokerage. So we represent tenants, buyers, and office space, and have a. Uh, large corporate account that we uh we handle and help them with their perfect portfolio. timing when's office coming back oh man it depends on where you're talking about central uh, business district cbd uptown inside the loop I, baby i i'm very bullish on the cbd i think uh we're very lucky here in charlotte with all the infrastructure we have uptown and amenities and um south ends booming obviously oh yeah but south then you talk about some fire. other suburban markets it might be a different story and other markets in general so It'll be interesting to see what the future holds for office space. How, well, how long do you think this work at home is going to last? I think a lot of companies um, have uh, used this new environment as a, um, I don't want to call it an excuse, but a reason to pivot to an act work home environment that they were already thinking about. Right. So, and again, I think not to be broad on the answer, but I think it's very much driven based on the industry you work in and, how much does a face-to-face interaction really mean for your business and your productivity versus I can do everything on Zoom. I want my employees to be happy and or that my employees want to be happy when they're at home and I'm okay with that because all they have to do is whatever it is, right? So I have said this a couple times on the radio before. I'm going to say it again. I think you're going to see, I don't know if it's six months or two years, you're going to see a, a big swoosh back to people losing their culture, business losing their cultures, needing to get back into office. They need it for the culture, the interaction of the staff. Absolutely. Uh, 
I, I think I think it's easy to cut a line off of your P and L, an expense line off of your P and L. But where's that say, culture oh. line, right, on the P and L, and being there. able to talk to your friend? Nothing's more important than that. I mean, I, if any business really is is culture. I mean, where is talk the about culture that? line on the P and L? It's not Man. there. That could be a band somehow. We could kind of start, you know. The the, the P and L culture. I don't know. P and L culture line. We're gonna play. It's a, <laughs> let me guess. A flute and a saxophone. <laughs> right. Come right. on. Goodness gracious. No snare drums. <laughs> well, a snare drum. If you use a brush dr- stick, right? Sure. I used to like using the brush stick. <laughs> it I was that real sound. good. Someone at, had to do it. I, was, I needed to hear the sound. I was there. real good at the bass drum. Yeah. Because I dropped that bass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, man, I used to have two 12-inch kicker in my car. Oh, yeah, I had a jail in my in my. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I had yeah, a, yeah. like an 1,100 amp, 1,100 watt amp. I don't remember all the dynamics of it. I don't but either. But I, I, it, 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 it hit. We had but I hear two, these yeah. cars now, and I just shake my head. I'm like, what is this? That was me once upon yeah! a time. Yeah. Like his bumper's about to fall off. <laughs> you need some bolts, son. Right. But you weren't cool in high school. You, you, got, I mean, you had to take all your paychecks from the money and go buy your... 10-inch sub with the virtual box. I mean, that thing was pretty sweet. We literally were driving back from spring break at a gas station, and it was going, and my wife said, I have mercy on that man's ears, and I can't hear. (laughs) You don't say. I'm blaming it on 12 gauges and bobcats. How but, many uh, times did they tell us, they're like, you're not going to be able to hear. Yeah. Now now we're that age. <laughs> we're like, those kids aren't going to be able My to hear. My dad's like, you better wear earplugs to the NASCAR race. I'm like, huh? <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> not like you were questioning because you couldn't hear him. Right. I'm blaming it on pollen. There you go. Okay. No, that was the yellow on my car. Wrong category. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's ready for pollen to be over? Me. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious. Who gets, I mean, that's sinus. Yeah. I don't, I've fortunately never been affected too much by that. My wife really gets uh, some sinus congestion. It's tough Blood this time of year. Lot. It is tough. That's why these rainstorms that come through are, are welcomed. I don't know. Forty. Wash we're recording this show on Monday. Everybody knows cat out in the bag. It's 45 degrees outside. It's April the 18th. That's hogwash. hogwash. I don't have anything for that. I think it's going to be like that all week for the most of the part. I mean, we'll we'll have to see. But I mean, obviously, we're the next few days. It's going to. I be, cleaned out my fireplace yesterday. It's going to be chilly. Ash it back up. There you go. Like my legs, ashy. <laughs> all right, man. What a fun show! It's good, so good to be back after spring break. Adam Farber, man. Thank good luck again. to your business, Middle C, and Appreciate good luck it. to your real estate. Hopefully, office comes voluming back Thank here. Uh, Patrick, nice to be with you. TJ, it's wonderful, man. Thanks for listening today. Uh, go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, be nice to people. That's all we got. Thanks for listening to At Home with Roby. Have a great Sunday.